Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Post weekend review show. Back in the hosting seat is myself, Ali, and my regular co-hosts, gentlemen Dave and Simon. How are we, chaps? Uh, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, full of the joys of spring. You, you you sound very chirpy over there, Dave. Oh, I mean, this is this is me being chirpy after a, a, a after a victory. <laughs> it's, we, we, we've all had three points this weekend. This should be the bounciest podcast we've done all season. <laughs> Yeah, I know, you're, you're right. That never happens ever again, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, de- it definitely can't happen next weekend. Oh. It certainly can't, and hopefully we've got a, a revenge game to get, plus you've got a fucking dickhead of a manager, so... Um, but we will we'll come on to that later on when we, we, we finish previewing the games. Um, just as always, just to remember to go and check out Apollo Junction on Spotify, as you heard in the intro. Um, they are supporting us in our podcast this week. Um, and again, the full song will be at the end of the podcast. Well, chaps, we are back to back to normal. Normality resumes. We'll kick the boss man off. He's made his one appearance of the season. Let's get to it. Anybody who listened last week, which is hopefully all of you, will see Dave finally lost his crown. So, Dave, what is your new chosen topic? It is uh, The Simpsons Series 1 to 10. And Simon, you're obviously the reigning champion with Modern Family. Yep. Yours are very right. So, Simon, we will start with you, and we'll go back to the normal format. Go on each. It's like a penalty shootout. None of this five after five was. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, so, Simon, you are up first for question one. A nice little, a nice little simple one. What is the name of Gloria and Jay's son? Their, so their son is Joe, or full Hensio Joe, to give him his full name. Joe is correct. 1-0. Dave, for yourself. Are we? Let's bring up the, the Simpsons one. Where are we? Right. So, do, do, do. How many... Oh, wait a minute. Let's change that one. Let's go back to normal. What is Marge's maiden name? Bouvier. Indeed, indeed. So the other question I was going to give you, Dave, if you're not getting a point for it, is how many cats have the Simpsons had? Then I realise it's only seasons one to ten, so let's just oh. that. <laughs> we don't want any controversial moments. <laughs> um, but Dave, equalise this with one one. So, Simon, question number two for yourself. We will go with the question... What kind of company does Jay own? It's a closet company. 
correct. Oh, I'm assuming it's correct. I'm just going by my, my Google link because I have no idea. Um, Dave, question number two for yourself. Which Simpsons kid starred in the short play date with Destiny? Oh, Maggie. Correct. Just check my answer says just to make sure. The <laughs> uh, two two. This could be like a full house for both of us. In an early episode, Simon Mitchell takes his first trip to this big box store. Ah, uh, Costco. Three two. I feel these are a bit too easy. I might have to change this up next week. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, question number three for yourself: How many times has Krusty the Clown been married? Oh God. How many times has Crusher the Clown been married? So, was he married? Was he married to Bette Midler, or did he just, did he just pretend to be? Uh, I'm going to say twice. Uh, fifteen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Good grief! Jesus! Oh, all in the first, all in the first ten series. According to according to the, the according to Google, anyway. Um, I dread to think how many it's been by the end. I take it, I assume he said it at some point in, a, in an episode that's come up. I mean, he must have done. Um, He's a horrible hate-filled man, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simon, question number four. What's the name of Cam's clown alter ego? Fizzbo. Simon knows his stuff. I mean, I, I've got to be honest, Modern Family's possibly my favourite. Ever comedy. <laughs> I absolutely love it. All right, question number four, Dave, to basically stay in the game. What mm. is Bart's full name? Proper and full name. Uh, it is. How many middle names does he have? According to this, just one. I'll give you that. He is Bartholomew. And I think That's he's. A great name. I think it's Jojo Simpson, is that right? It is indeed, it is indeed. So, 4-3 to Simon. Simon, to win for a second week in a run, let's go with a few random questions here. What do Phil and Claire offer Luke as a prize for staying away from electronics for the weekend? For a week, sorry, not the weekend. Ah... God, what was it they offered him? Oh, why did you pick Luke? Because I know they offered Hayley a car and Alex a new laptop. And what did they promise Luke? No, but there's no oh. bonus points for being a smart ass. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Comes down to the last question and Simon chokes yet again. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to say... A dog. Right, so what did the other two get offered? Bear a, a, minute, car, a car and a laptop. Well, Luke was offered a chicken pot pie. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Get in> hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel he's, I feel he's getting done out here. <laughs> right, Dave, to tie it up. Name the three types of duff beer that are served by the same pipe in season four, episode six. <laughs> Duffless. Oh god. Um Duff. Yep. Duff Light. Yep. And uh, 
Um, <laughs> definitely. Yep, definitely. <laughs> tough, tough light. I can't remember, sorry. I don't know. We'll have to, I'm stuck with Duff and Duff Light and we'll go with like Duff Fruits or something. I don't know. Oh, off dry. No. The non alcoholic version. <laughs> Simon, the reigning champion, even even with choking. <laughs> so you will remain with Modern Family next week and Sweet. we will get a new topic from Mr. Black. So, gentlemen, the, the fun and chaoticness of the quiz is over for another week. Let's get on to the football. And it started off with just a very enjoyable week. Because Chelsea lost, which is, I think, everybody's favourite pastime. Um, West Ham 3, Chelsea 2. Uh, Thiago Silva opened the score by a nice header. Lanzini with a penalty, which uh, Mendy probably they're going to look himself back in this game, do himself many favours. <laughs> um, Mason Mount with a nice finish. Jared Bowen with a very nice finish. And then uh, a freak goal, is that fair to say, from Masuaka to win it 3 2, Dave? Yeah, I think even he had made it was a cross afterwards. But I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really expect West Ham to win this. They have dropped off a little bit in terms of form in, in recent weeks. Um, but uh, they just stuck at it. Um, like you say, like once Chelsea got ahead twice, I thought, well, That'll be that, but um, I mean the the the, the penalty was hilarious. Like, I don't know, it's complacency, overconfidence, or what, but very unlike Chelsea in recent weeks, anyway. Um, and uh, I think uh, you know, I will love how West Ham goes on. They're um, they're, they're far better than I thought they'd be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chelsea haven't been great the past few weeks. I mean, they scraped their win against Watford by all accounts. Um, who, who, who was it the game before? Was it the Champions League maybe? But they didn't look too too convincing either. Um, and then obviously this game. But yeah, as you say, they've had a love affair in this podcast for West Ham. I mean, they're they're looking good for for pushing for a top four place anyway. They are. I um kind of again thought that. Have dropped off by now, but they um, they just keep coming back. Um, after giving away two points against Brighton in the week when you know Brighton were down to ten for the closing minutes, um, and Neil Mopey decided to do an overhead kick, that was <laughs> unexpected. But uh, no, here they are, nearly what fifteen games in, and they're uh, they're fourth. So fair play. Yeah, fourth fourth by a point, Simon. Obviously, Arsenal playing tonight. Um, which is keeping them up there, but um, we're kind of running out of like description for West Ham and Moyes. I mean, they just if they could, I don't know how how what their finances are like, but if they could, you know, strengthen a couple of positions, maybe just strengthen the squad more so than anything, they they could really consolidate that top four place this season. <coughs> yeah, well, didn't they um, recently get some like new investor or someone? Some Czech million billionaire or something, I think, bought a yeah. stakeholder. Is that right? Um, I think he bought twenty percent of them, didn't he? Right? Yeah. So, you know, they, I don't know how that you know massively affects their ability to to do maybe big business in January or not. Um, you, you know, like like you just said there, they. I think we all know that they're obviously a very very good team. Um, you know, they obviously beaten. I think they've they've beaten. Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City, Man U, and now Chelsea this season. 
Uh, the City and United games, I think we're in cup games. But um, now they're, they're they're just really really good team. They've got a really good start at eleven. They've got a couple of very good players on the bench that can come in and change that. I think the long term in terms of the top four, I think they will they will drop away. You know the results like the Brighton one in midweek and I've then lost at Wolves the other week as well. The, the, it's games like that that I think will over the course of the season cost them in terms of finishing the top four. But I'd, I'd expect them to still be up there sort of challenging for around there to, towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, just a really, really impressive performance. I, I think I think they, they need to get, if they want to sort of really push on and try and get a top four finish, I, they, they need another striking option because as good as Antonio is, and I think we all you know highly rate him, he is injury prone and he has, he has been on a bit of a goal drought for a while now and you wonder how how sustainable is that long term over the season if, if he's your only option, whether that's something they can do in January or not. Well, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see on that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, normally I would agree with you about them dropping away, but you look at the bunch who are chasing and none of them look, you know, consistent themselves. I mean, we'll come on to come on to each team um, as we go through the podcast, but. When you'd, you'd say that the three favourites to, to overtake of any of them would be the would be Spurs, Arsenal, and Man United, really, and n- none are the you mentioned the consistency, Simon, like dropping points to Brighton, but like all three of those teams have took hammerings at stages of this season and haven't exactly put a run of games together. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I think I suppose maybe it depends. What West Ham, how they treat the Europa League, yeah. um, come next calendar year, you know, sort of February time, January, February, to get into the knockout stages, might, you know, might, depending on where they are in the league at that stage, they might have a decision to make what they want to do with that. I mean, with Arsenal, they're currently winning at the moment, and they've, you know, they had a decent, uh, quite decent run of form not too long ago. They're not they're not in Europe this season, and and that could possibly be a deciding factor as as the season goes on. But it's it's hard to tell because to be honest, if if you're looking at a Arsenal's uh, strongest starting eleven and West Ham's strongest starting eleven, I, I would take the West Ham one. So yeah, I think I think it'll be an interesting little run anyway. Yeah, I think the consistency of manager might play a key part as well. I, I think Moyes is a better manager than Arteta by far. Um, we'll see what happens with Ragnarok. Mm. I just keep thinking of Ford, the Marvel film, when I talk about him. And obviously, Conte's coming at Spurs, and you'd have to imagine. I mean, we'll talk about them properly later, but you'd have to imagine Harry Kane have stopped being completely shit at some point um, <laughs> this season. And I mean, Spurs are going. They've put a nice little run together the last couple of weeks. Under Conte, you know, they seem to be finding their ground, so it will be interesting. I mean, on, on Chelsea, I'll, I'll hand over to both of you as well. I mean, is there anything that the fans and Chelsea themselves should be concerned about? Like, obviously a very expensively assembled team, but not looking themselves the last few weeks. No, they're not, are they? I mean, to be fair, I, I, I don't know... Um what your thoughts on it, Dave, but kind of Chelsea, other than the very, very first few weeks of the season, where they looked 
Bryce and you know Lukaku come in and had started off like a house on fire. The last few months, yes, they are generally more often than not picking up the results, but I don't think I don't think they've looked that good. If you know what I mean, like they're obviously very good defensively, but I, I don't know. It's it's not it's not it's not the most attractive or entertaining, and they, they don't really blow teams away, do they? No, they're just very functional on the uh, extremely um, organised, and they, they score good goals. But that's kind of like you know, like a flash in the pan. Um, they, if you look at you know, Rhys James was their top scorer, he still is, but a few weeks ago he certainly was. And I'm guessing most of them are from outside the box. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 probably not sustainable. Um, they were missing two of the strikers, which probably didn't help matters, but. Now they're back. I don't know if it'll make a difference. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Timo T- Werner. Is that really a big thing, having him back? He's, I've, I've never seen someone who looks so scared when they're in front of goal about to shoot. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's not harsh because he's, he's finishing since he's been at Chelsea. has been has been awful. But it's, I've, I also think Chelsea are a better team when he plays, though. I think he does so much work um, for them. Um, and certainly for somebody like Lukaku, who's not exactly known for for his work rate. Um, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I, I said it at the start of the season. I think if if all three, like the top three, the Chelsea, I think the top three will stay the top three. But I think mm-hmm. if Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea are all at their best, I I, I think Chelsea are third comfortably. Um, I think when Liverpool and, and City are at their best, I, very very few teams can. Can touch them. It's almost like a, you know, a boxer in full, full swing mm. when those two are at, at their best. And I think Dave summed it up perfectly, really, by saying Chelsea are just functional. You know, they're just they're efficient. They're just they're just there. Um, and unfortunately, when it doesn't all click for Chelsea, they'll not they'll not pull out like the night. Well, I mean, we'll come on to the Liverpool game, but we'll, obviously they'll not pull out that ninety plus four minutes. They just don't have that. You know they're not relentless like the United of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, City, City have done it for for years as well. If City go down two 0 you're never ever counting them out. Um, but I, I would never be confident on a on a Chelsea team be two 0 down and, and coming back and winning. Um, just one of those teams. But if they go one 0 up in the first minute, I would be more than confident. Yeah. If they finish one <laughs> 0 um, <laughs> You could play for three hours against Chelsea sometimes, it feels like. But, yeah, um, another great three points. But let's come on to the biggest result of the day, Dave. <laughs> Finally, 15 weeks into the season. Finally. Newcastle United have their first three-point game. Against my old pal Burnley as well. I know. So. I, I was devastated at this point, <laughs> And then I realised, oh, wait a minute. It's all right. Dave smiled. <laughs> yeah, we needed this desperately. Um I said we needed six points really from Norwich in this one, but we'll have to settle for four after uh, Kieran Clark's issue yeah. the other night, shall we say. Um, no, we, we were good here. We, we took a little while to get going, but um, you could just see the confidence coming back. And I think it's kind of underappreciated how hard it is to go so long without a win to then you know finally get one and, and what it means for the place. So... Um, Hopefully it's the first of many, but we're just going to take one game at a time and try and try and claw our way up back up the table. Yeah, I mean, look, not winning for so long, as you say, that mental toughness, and to beat a team like Burnley as well, um, 
in the way he did, you know, a 1-0 quite resolute. Burnley have been fairly free-scoring as well um, in the last few weeks. So it is, it's a, I think that's a more impressive result than the, the point at Norwich. Bearing in mind, you had obviously 10 men in Norwich. I did, I did think this was just a, a good result. And looking at the bottom of the table now as well, at least it's when you're three points from being out the bottom three. So it's literally one win. Um, and obviously we we know how Watford can pop in Turban and then obviously the Everton results. So it's it's kind of cordial. Obviously you've got a few hard games coming up now, isn't it? I believe up until Christmas. Yeah, so we, we go to the last next weekend, which is... Uh... Well, maybe not as hard as it was war. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, but then after that, it's um, it's Liverpool away, it's Man City at home, it's Man United at home. So, yes. uh, and then after that, it's Everton away. We're all better off at the minute, we're, the way they're going. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see us getting too many points this side of Christmas, but um, Leicester's a game we should be going into trying to win. I think we have to, really. Yeah, Leicester um, and Everton kind of need to be positive in, don't you? Yeah, Liverpool, we're not going to win at Liverpool, as much as I'd love to. It's not going to happen. Um, Man City at home, likewise, you know, you're kind of going to be clicking on to try and nick a goal somewhere. Uh, Man United at home, I, I don't know. Like When Solskjaer was there, I would have fancied our chances a little bit, but um, now that old Ralph's in, I, I don't know how they're going to play out. You know, We, we assume they'll be better, but we don't know after certain... They weren't fantastic against Palace, by any means. So, you know, you never know. But uh, big ass to get huge points over the next few weeks, anyway. Yeah, just kind of just try to scramble as many points you can in that five-game window, really, isn't it? And then, obviously, the the transfer window will open and kind of just hope for the best. Hope there's a plan in place and strengthen, obviously, in, in some areas. Just give St. Maximum, basically, a bit of support. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of attacking players being linked, really, um, which I'm a bit surprised at because it's really defenders and midfielders that we need. Um, there's a lot of talk about Lingard being, you know, the, the marquee signing, but I'm not overly sure. He's, I mean, he's good, he's a fantastic player, but I'm not overly sure he's going to assist us that much, to be quite honest with you. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. Beggars can't be choosers and all that. Yeah, will be I'll be an interesting one. Uh, I mean, Simon. I mean, thoughts on this and overall, and yeah, yeah, how 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 much does it change your thoughts on Newcastle staying up this season? Um, well, I mean, obviously, huge result for them. It's 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 amazing that you, they've kind of got to the fifteenth game of the season and only just got their first win, and are still only three points off safety. Looking at the table like that, that's that's quite. It's quite incredible, really, how <laughs> that's happened. Um, thoughts on them this season? I, th- I think so much is, is going to depend on how big the gap is. If, if they're still in the bottom three, how big the gap is from there to safety come January. I mean, as you just rattled off the fixtures you got before the new year there, you'd say on, on paper you, you'd struggle to see where many points are going to be picked up, but you just never know. So I think it obviously massive, massive for them getting that victory. Um, you know, it should breed a bit of confidence going into that Leicester game as well, which, I mean, it, yeah, Leicester have got some very good players and it, it can be a tough game, but it's certainly a winnable game um, on the back of such a positive feeling. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still undecided on on whether I think they'll stay up or not. I think, I think, it, yes, uh, a lot depends on where they are in January because I think that will affect what business they can really do. And if if uh, you know the, these attacking players, if that's that's what's coming in, like Dave just said there, I don't, I don't think that's what they need. You know, Jesse Lingard, yeah, he, he's a very good player, but you know you can't play him at centre back. So yeah, you, you kind of think is is that is is that the type of signing that you want? I mean, you suspect it's just all paper bollocks. You know, a, a lot of well, a lot of these links are just going to be paper nonsense. I like to think that. Well, I'm sure as Davy as Newcastle fan, you'd like to think that the you know the new people going in there um, will, be, will have identified the issue, the issues in the team that need solving and and will have plans for that in January. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would hope so. Um, I mean, if we don't, we, we will get relegated. I think so. Um, it's, a, it's in the best interest to to go and find some defenders and defensive-minded midfielders. I think, but um, they're not. Attractive signings, but that's what we need. Yeah, no, it's um, I'll, I'll be into. I'm really intrigued about Newcastle this January. Sorry for my delay silence. I was just looking at your fixtures after after the Everton game as well, and it's it's not too bad. I mean, so far away to Southampton, obviously, depending what Southampton turn up, but you've got to look at teams like Southampton, especially within the league, and thinking right, we can take them. Watford um, a couple of weeks after that. Leeds, who haven't exactly been, you know, firing this year, back to back to Everton again. Um, Simon's Villa after that, and then obviously going to West Ham. But there's still Brentford's and Brighton sprinkling amongst those, and you'd like to think, obviously, even if there's a couple of signings in January or three or four, whatever, whatever comes in, um, you fancy your chances. And I mean, looking right to the end of the season, I mean, you're away to Burnley the last game of the season, and you've got Norwich a few games before that, so. It's not like you're getting one of those like horrendous run-ins completely. There's there's definitely points that you can you can pick up. So the positive signs are there. I mean, the the, the hardest bit is out of the way now. That first win, you know, kind of takes not the pressure off, but just I don't know how, I don't know the words to use, but just kind of instills a little bit of confidence into the players. You know, a bit of belief. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think getting getting one. Um, should be a catalyst to get more. Yeah. Um, and you see, like the, the whole like I went the match last week for the first time in, in years, and it's just such a positive place now. Like there was always like a well, they're winning, but you know Ashley, or you know we're winning, but Rafa's not going to stay, and we're not getting the money to spend. And all that. There's just none of that now. It's just even when Clark got sent off, the whole place was very, very positive. <laughs> um, so from that perspective, you know it, it's. We've kind of already won as far as I'm concerned. If we go down, all right, it wouldn't be ideal, but we'll come back. I'd like to think, and uh, it's 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 a proper football club again. And it's going to take time to rebuild, as I said before. You know, I'm not I'm not under any illusions that we're going to all of a sudden become the world's best team overnight. Um, so I'm 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 quite relaxed about it. I'd love to still, but I hope we do. But if we don't, then fine, we'll we'll, we'll just rebuild and come back. Yeah, just and just above all. Above all, the sports direct signs have come down today, which is like... Oh, no. <laughs> I was just a way to bring that up. I, I had kept that from the chat earlier and I'd seen that. So, yeah, it's kind of like... It's like getting rid of those last remnants of your ex-girlfriend, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is now gone. Fresh start. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it must be a great time to be in Newcastle one right now, you know, forgetting everything else that's going on. It's just, as you say, Dave, it's just positive. It's just, it's upbeat. It's no longer the doom and gloom of, oh, this, we're not getting, as you said, look, your you know, manager's going to leave. You're not getting money to spend this and that and that. At least, you know, it's just a, it's all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> and oh, fingers just, crossed you just, stay up. Just, just don't tell Chris, that's all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Do you know the, the point uh, that you briefly touched on there about if you do go down yeah obviously it's not ideal you don't want to get relegated but it's not like you're going to be financially screwed if you go down yeah it, it might you know make a little dent in in the long term plan for the club but it's it wouldn't for, for Newcastle it wouldn't be the end of the world the way it would be for some teams if they went down do you know, like you know, the, the financial stability is that would be there to cope with a season or two if you know the worst happened in the championship to then rebuild and come back. Well, this is it. Like, I mean, we went down twice on Ashley, and he, he basically half-assed us in against promoted again. Like, the first time he didn't do anything, and we just managed, we just held on to like a handful of players and came back up. And and the second time we just went and bought the best available championship players and came back up. The problem was, and he didn't he didn't then replace them. But you know, and they're still playing to this day, which is part of the problem. But um, as I say, it should be different this time. I hope. <laughs> I, well, my, bold, my bold prediction: if he's a relegated, Rafa Benitez is in charge of his next season, bringing you back up to Premier League. Uh, I think it depends on, 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 on the circumstances. To be honest, like if Howe has a really good go at it, and we get like thirty nine points and go down. I think he'll be kept on. If we if we sing without a stone, um, I sing like a stone, I should say. Rather, um, he, he'll uh, he'll not be around. But as I said before, he talks a good game. He's young enough to be, you know, your long term manager if you want him to be. Now, whether he is not another matter. But um, I just think he, he's he's brought a lot of positivity to the place, and even things like you know, we train five days a week now. It shouldn't even have to be said, but the players are starting. <laughs> The players have started flowing the press this week being like, you know what, we weren't fit at the start of the season. And it's like, you know, what we're saying all along about Bruce was entirely true. It's just no one was listening because he was Steve Bruce. But mm. you can't have a Premier League tra- team play- training three times a week and expecting to be as good as the opposition. Yeah, I, I, I know like local junior teams that train that in my area. Obviously not the same intensity, obviously, to the level <laughs> he's a bit. They're still training like two or three nights a week. And yeah, yeah, you've got a team playing in the Premier League. <laughs> when, when every other team in that league is training five times a day, some teams training twice, uh, five times a week, some teams training twice a day as well. It's yeah, uh-huh. how how on earth are you expecting to compete? Uh, it's absolutely madness, really. But even John, Joe, <laughs> even John Joe Shelby looks fitter now. Like he's, uh, you know, he, he's never going to be the most athletic player in the world, but even he. I saw him sprint back from taking a corner the other night to break up a counter-attack. And it's just, like, things you'd never see under Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, as you say, the positiveness, the three points on the bag. Um, Leicester City up next, did you say? Yeah, next Sunday. My my, my old pal, hopefully he um, does something tragic as always. Well, they've, they've got a trip to Napoli on Thursday night and, like, they've got to win. Oh. Or at least I think they've got to, they've got to get a result anyway. Um and that's you know, if that if let's say they lose that, I can't imagine Leicester fans are overly happy with how things are going at the minute. You know, they're they're eleventh. Um, they could be out the Europa League before Christmas, which is you know bad result. Mm. Um, all, all of a sudden it becomes like 
Are the fans on their side? You know, it, it's just a bit... Yeah, pressure's definitely mounting. I mean, we'll come on to But, yeah, I think I said that a few weeks ago about, about the manager. I think the fans settling and rest, so that can give Newcastle that bit of gun there as well, especially we've been all all positive at St James's just now. So, um, I mean, next game up, we had the, the so-called derby between Southampton and Brighton. Um... One wall, Neil Mopey in the 98th minute. Um, we had equaliser after us just literally slating him last week about not being able to finish and he scored two goals in two games. <laughs> um, but again, just a typical Brighton, can't can't score goals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know how many times we can say the same yeah. thing about Brighton after every single bloody week. It's Yeah, they... They play good football, but they can't score. And, you know, just clip, clip that up and, and we'll whack it in next week. Yeah, I think that's all we need to do, just change the approach. <coughs> um, and even with Southampton, it's just... I, I was so high on them last season. I think we all were, weren't we? We were talking about them and how, how Hassel... Is it Hassel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, had come in and done wonders, but I, I have no idea what Southampton are anymore. Um I, I'm, I'm beginning to think Brighton are almost like just a, a slightly better version of Southampton. <laughs> um, they definitely have a better manager. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of Potter. I'm not going to lie, and I've, I'd like to see them at a better club, bigger club. Um, sure. have faith in the Brighton. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure, but, at, uh, I'm sure Brighton are winless in ten, maybe now. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's wild, isn't it? A lot of draws, which you know was basically their problem last season, isn't it? Oh, I mean, the, both both these teams actually they are quite similar in the way you're right. In the, that Brighton are probably just a slightly better version. I think they both got good managers who who coach their teams well. They both, you know, more often than not, actually are wow. quite, quite decent to watch. Like they they they, they both play. Relatively nice football, Brighton just you know better, but they they just don't have goal scorers. They they just can't. Then I think they're just permanently going to be these type of teams unless one of them gets some massive investments. Yeah, so Dave, Brighton haven't won a game in any competition in eleven games. The the last one a game was against Swansea in twenty second of September. Um. I know, so they had one in the Premier League the, the weekend before that. Um, there you go. That is, yeah, it's, it's, as you said, Simon, apart from Man City and yourselves, the, they've all been drawn. So they've only lost twice in that time, but everything's a draw and very little goals over one. Uh, <laughs> What's their run like? So they've got Spurs this weekend, which is not easy. Wolves. Nothing of Wolves. Man United away, probably won't win that. Brentford yeah. at home, they might win that. Then they're off to Chelsea. Well, I so, fancy like a Brentford to beat them as well, you know, just with their style. But... Yeah, well, the problem is, as, I'm, as I've discovered really, is that the bottom half of the league is absolutely turd, and they can all and they can all beat each other. The only problem is we haven't beaten anybody until this weekend, and that's why we're so adrift. But yeah. uh, there's really much, much of a muchness in this. 
you know, if we'd had a competent manager, we'd have won a few of our opening games. We wouldn't be in this pickle. But here yeah, cu- couple of wins and you're you're you know you're in the middle of the table. Exactly. It was, exactly. A, it was a like it was like how you finished last season, really, Dave. What did you just finish twelfth in the end? Yeah, something like that, huh? Yeah, yeah just it was just mad. We were, we were worried about relegation like three weeks before that. <laughs> we just waited. Everyone else had nothing to play for, and then we struck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fuck yeah, Brighton. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not off the Brighton train, but I, I just can't. I just I struggle to get behind a team that's got Danny Welbeck and Neil Wilpey as their forwards. Well, I think they've got. Uh, I'm sure before they were eight players out this weekend coming. No. Oh. This is the, this is the second weekend, or second game in a row. I should say they finished with ten men through injury. Oh, because they, they lost Lalana against West Ham and still managed to get a point, and then they lost Trossard this week and still managed to get a point. Yeah, losing Lalana and getting a point is like they're still playing with the same amount of players. Fancy that. and coming off injured is playing with the same amount of players. They'll, they'll be able to cope with that injury crisis because they, they'll have a, a Venezuelan knocking about oh, yes, and, so and that goal <laughs> a Samoan. You know, know, you know my thoughts on this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which random is coming on this week? Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, right. Anyway, there's not really much we can talk about. As Simon says, it's just copy, rinse and repeat. Um, we'll come on to the Wolves game against Liverpool and... I, I haven't seen any of this. I've literally seen the, the Origi goal. Um, and it almost makes me sick because you hear all the comments about it. I'm delighted he scored. Um, but the only thing I've actually I like, and I hope, I don't know how much of you guys have seen, the Diego Jota miss. Let's just talk Oh about my it. God. <laughs> he, he should be fine. I'm on wages for that. I mean, it's has. Did, 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 uh, did Connor Cody like really upset him when they were playing together? Was like, maybe maybe Cody slept with his wife or something because that's the only explanation I can think of for it. Why instead of just tapping it into either side of him to the goal, he absolutely levered it into his bollocks. I've finished praising him for the last two weeks about how terrible he is outside the box. Yet he comes into the box and becomes this like world class player, and then he does that. Uh, if we hadn't won that game, Jota should have been sold in January. Just got, <laughs> don't care. That's inexcusable. Can you imagine not winning a game because of hands like that? I mean, Bad. I <laughs> I'd, love uh, not win a, I'd love to not win a game just because of that sort of incident. <laughs> oh. At least we'd have made a chance. Fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point, okay. Um, again, I couldn't tell you much about it. I'll leave that to you guys, but obviously the Tewakirigi does as usual, decides to turn up in the 95th minute <laughs> to, to score the winner. Um, did Wills deserve anything out of the game? Any you seen much of it? According to the stats, they look like it was all one-sided, to be fair. Wolves absolutely came for a point and very, right. very nearly got it. Uh, also, Everton have just won in the 92nd minute. They've so won? Damari Gray has just absolutely plum- plundered one in. Sorry to turn it to Chris Kamara. But, <laughs> but, but he has. Oh, so it's, the challenge so is with two goals disallowed, then scored, which yeah. I didn't realise he'd scored. Yeah. God, that's a great, great goal from Damari Gray anyway. But yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Anyway, sorry, back to business. Um <laughs> Uh, what we're talking about? Wolves. <laughs> Wolves. <laughs> yeah, Wolves came for a point, and um, they would have been lucky to get it because they barely crossed halfway. 
I think uh, I was a bit disappointed to be honest with Wolves. I mean, I'm always the same with Wolves, I th- and a lot of these teams who play against the top three, four, like Wolves, are, well, they were sixth, I think, going in the weekend. If you can't have a goal when you're sixth, when can you have a goal? Yeah, exactly. And if you got beat three nil, who cares? It's still been sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever it is. Like, just think, yeah. four, five years ago, you had Dean Saunders, do you manager? <laughs> things things can always be worse. Yeah, I, I do always struggle. I mean, especially as I mean, it's it's easier for me to say as a as like a you know one of the top tier clubs like fans. But I I always understood when like a a bottom six seven team would come you know and sit tight. But I never understood you know those teams that you just you you know they're not going to get relegated. You know they're no danger of they're no danger of getting top four. There's no danger of getting relegated. Like why why they turn up like like Crystal Palace like that's why like Crystal Palace have took a few hidings from us over the last couple of seasons but at least they've tried in those games sometimes sometimes they don't even try anything but I I just as you say Dave like you're six in the league you you're, you're never going to go down well you've got a new man like just do something you never know I mean the, the best way to beat teams like Liverpool and City are actually attacking them. That's it. I mean, how many how many teams have actually held, held you to a nil nil draw like successfully? Oh well, not, yeah, exactly. Not, I mean, not, Man United tried and took five. Exactly. And you look at you know Brighton came and had a goal. Yeah, all right, fine. They conceded two and nearly a third because you know the goalkeeper forgot where he was for a minute. But that's you know <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah, um, they, the they came back and got the point. Like you know, it, there's a lot to be said for actually attacking the best form of defence in games like that. I mean, fair enough. I get it. If you're desperate for points, you'd probably try and hang on. And try yeah. and you know try and nick it, but when you when you have nothing to lose, it just makes me sad. It's, yeah, it's, you wonder why to, it's, that's why we want teams like that relegated. You know, they're just they're almost meaningless teams. I think Ross did Ross not say that last week in the so like we've no idea how they're sex. Like nobody yeah. feels about them. You know, they're not they're not particularly good going forward. They're not particularly good defensively. They're just kind of there. They're just picking up points and. Nobody can really tell you much about them. Apart from Raul Jimenez, I'm not sure I could name well, Cody because he got kicked in the balls. But I, I, I don't know if I can tell you much about them now. Yeah, same, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it's, like we said last week, I, I didn't understand how they were six. Like they, it's boring. It's a boring nothing team. And I'm glad that you beat them. <laughs> can, can I just say as well, any Wolves fans listening, you're a bunch of twats. Like, you were booing Diego Jota every time he touched the ball. You literally drove him to the stadium, you weren't playing him, and you got £45 million from us. <laughs> get, get over yourselves. <laughs> but, go. anyway, that's that. Yeah, not really much to talk. As I say, Devok just... The legend that is Devok. <sighs> Do you know what? I hate him, because he has all the potential to be good. He has, like, every attribute that you really want from a player. I, I just think he, he lacks the work effort or the desire to be to be good. You know, he's 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 fast, he's strong, he but he just never puts it together. But you know what? By God, he's putting some important goals in very important times in um, his Liverpool career. So I still hate the prick. But if you know if you if you go down the Man United route in twenty years time, he could be your manager. You know. Super <laughs> 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 imagine Liverpool two thousand forty three um, after being relegated. <laughs> <Cabot. You're laughs> <almost nightmare. laughs> 
Um, <laughs> massive win for Liverpool anyway, um, especially after the Chelsea Chelsea dropping points up to second in the league. Um, and then we'll we'll move on to the league leaders. Um, man, Watford won uh, City three. I was listening to I can't remember what I was even listening to, but somebody said Watford the scoring like City were good for the win, but Watford created some chances. Is that fair? Well, I mean City played off the park for. Three goals and then thought, well, that's right. done. And what some chances, but it wasn't a close contest. Like it right, could okay. have been a hundred if, if, if Manchester could be bothered. But once they got what they needed, that was it. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, so was it? I think it wasn't one of the typical boring City performance. Was this a very fluid City performance at the start for the first what, hour? It was same as every game they play against terrible teams. Um. They just, like, Raheem Sterling's got a header in the first five minutes, and there was no one within six yards of him. <laughs> and I just don't understand how it happens. Well, I do understand how it happens, because they've got Craig Cathcart and friends back there. So. <laughs> it's almost like changing the manager every five minutes doesn't help either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably not. I mean, they've got the right man in the Tinker Man for that squad. <laughs> I forgot that was his nickname. Um, do we do... Oh Dave, I'll come to you on this one, actually. Watford, probably the strongest candidates for, for getting back in that bottom three, like who you're aiming for? Uh, yes, but um, they've got a goal on them. Uh, you know, Dennis, Josh King, yeah. uh, Chucho, Hernandez, whatever he's called. Um, they're decent, but they just can't defend. When you look at the, the the goals, they've scored 20, which is more than uh, most of the bottom half. Only Leicester got more, they've got 23. Uh, but they've considered 29, which is the third most. So you can see where the problem lies. Um, and I'm guessing they'll be able to correct it in January by loaning in various players from, you know, <laughs> the theatre club. Look, unless they can get another Craig Kafka up there, I'm not sure they'll stop Jack. Um, I think there's a stat going around I've seen Ben Foster talking about on some podcast he's appearing on. He's got the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Um, but he's also conceded the most goals in the Premier League. <laughs> wow. It's amazing what you can do with stats, however it makes you want to feel that day. <laughs> um, but yeah, Man City back top of the league. Um, I, I mean, to be fair, like, just a quick word on City, because obviously I, I uh, saw them uh, at Villa during the midweek. And fuck it out, they are, they are when they when they're on it. I mean, they they were first half against us. They were like properly on it, and like three minutes into the game, me and my brother were looking at each other, thinking, "Fuck, this could be five or six here." And um, they yeah, they, they dismantled us in that first half, and they did the same to Watford there. That when they I the start of the season, I, I did question whether not signing a centre forwards could come back to haunt them. But um, personally, I, I think if, every, if everyone's at it, I, I, I see City winning the league this season. They've, they've just got such, they've still got such a big deep squad. I mean, before we played them, Guardiola was was saying that they they were in an injury crisis, and I would love to have an injury crisis where you could still play Mares, Jesus, Sterling, uh, Gundogan, Rodri, Fernandinho, Cancelo, Diaz. It's it's not the worst crisis. <laughs> that Premier League club can have of injuries, is it? 
Yeah. I know. Well, they're hopefully just, not. They're just pits, but I, I still think if everybody's at their best, I think City and Liverpool are head and shoulders above everybody. Uh, yeah. And I, I, and I, I think that in the world of all teams, I think the way City and Liverpool played the last, what, four seasons that the year we finished second to City by the point and then mm. Liverpool won the league and then obviously we had that, what, yeah, last season this season. So last, last four years, say, Liverpool and City by far have been the head, head and shoulder best teams probably in the world. Um, and you know, you know, you always get the discussion who's the best like the best team in Premier League history, but the, these two teams, the way they play now, are better than any of the teams that have been in the Premier League before. Um, there's been more impressive seasons as such. I still thought I love the Chelsea season where they conceded like five goals or whatever it is. <laughs> I, I still think that's like a hell of impressive. Um, I, I think the Invincible season is a, a bit overhyped, but still impressive because they still went undefeated regardless of what anybody says, but the what Liverpool and City with the points totals, the goals tallies, the way they're playing in the last few years, uh, to me is the most impressive football I've ever I've ever seen. It's just it's scary. And even when they're playing against each other, it's just a it's just a heck of a game to watch. And, um, they they just seem to bring the best out of each other. To be fair, and push themselves to the next limit. We will take a quick break there, gentlemen, uh, before we come on to the, the Sunday games, and then obviously we'll come on to tonight's game just to laugh at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> we'll be back after this short break. And we are back. Let's start off with the first game on my list for Sunday, which was Leeds United 2, Brentford 2. The returning Patrick Bamford in. Must have been a weekend for the, the late, late equaliser. Um, in the 95th minute, uh, Leeds must be delighted to get to get Bamford back. Dude. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's missed quite a while. I think it was missed more or less three months he's missed. So um, they'd be delighted to have him back and uh, obviously pay dividends straight away with a, you know, with a scrappy goal for the equaliser. But it's the type of thing they've been missing. They haven't really had a, a poacher in there while he's been missing. And uh, they've definitely... Needed him back. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they miss him. I mean, I don't think any anybody. I think Ross even said that last week. I don't think anybody would have thought this. You know, a year or so ago, that Bamford would be so key um, to to Leeds play, but they've just looked awful without him, Simon. Yeah, they have. I mean, to be fair, it's it's not just him. I think they they've been riddled with injuries throughout the season, really, haven't they? And if you take him. Uh, you know, such a key player out for such a, a significant amount of time c- combined with other injuries it's, it's going to cause problems. I mean, I think they lost Cooper and Phillips to injury in the game yesterday as well. I have no, I have no idea how long they are, but, you know, it seems he is one step forward with Bamford coming back from injury and possibly two steps back with, with two other key players going down for, uh, for a bit of time. So, Good that they've got him back, but they they need they need to get everyone back there because, you know, as we've seen from the first what how many what fifteen games now, I mean that's they've got themselves a bit of you know a bit of a good safety gap from the bottom three, but I don't don't know how that squad would cope with many too many more injuries uh, as the season goes on, especially. 
you know, getting into December now when there's a lot of games in a short space of time. But you know, they they've they've kept they kept going midweek. They they got themselves a very late winner with a penalty, a very late equaliser today. So their the fitness levels are uh, are still up there. But um, yeah, it'd be be massive for them having Bamford back. Yeah, I'll make for a, an interesting couple of months now. See if they can kind of return to the leads that we knew of of last season. Um, Rafinha seems to be the kind of there. Saving grace, really, the last few months. A bit like St. Maximum from yourselves, Dave, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the talisman, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll do well to hold on to him. Obviously, I think they'll get a good price for him if he does end up selling, but you'd, you'd think he'll have higher higher um, aspirations than, than staying at Leeds. Um, but I guess their key is, and Rafinha and obviously Bielsa as well, you'd, you'd be concerned for this, this squad um, under any other manager. He's obviously I can compare him to Klopp with just what I see, but they, they see managers like that seem to get the best out of a very very average bunch, um, and you'd be concerned if it was like a a Roy Hodgson coming in taking over that team and how how far they could plummet. Um, on Brentford, I mean I think I'm I'm not going to say I fear for Leeds going down anymore because Ross keeps shooting me down, but. Uh, Brentford are a very weird team, Dave. They're a bit... I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. I was so optimistic on them at the start of the year, but... I don't know. I just, they they just baffle me now. There's definitely signs at the beginning to tail off from that early optimism. Um, when when Tony was ruled out of this one, I thought, oh, hey, they'll, make, they'll probably lose this, but... They ended up being 2-1 up and with seconds to play, so... Um, I, I, I'm with you. I, I can't pick them out. Um... The 13th, which I think is probably better than what they are. I think uh, I think they will end up being sucked into the bottom five-ish. Um, I think I said on here a few weeks ago that I thought they were in the bottom three over Christmas. Um, so it's, it would involve a seven-point turnaround now, so maybe not. But I, I don't think I don't think they're that good. Um, I think they can be got at. It's just whether teams are clever enough to do it or not. Yeah, Simon, any thoughts on, on Brentford there? Um, I, yeah, I did six sort of agree with, with what Dave said. They, they obviously had a very good start. Um, they don't, <coughs> yeah, they don't seem to be playing as well as, as they had done at the start of the season, but 13, 17 points after 15 games. You know, it's a newly promoted team. You can't really knock it, to be fair. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to them. I, I suspect they they might want to do a bit of business in January just to maybe shore up that defence because I'm not sure I'm not sure if there's much Premier League quality at the back. Um, so I think I I think they'll they they will still stay up, but I'm not as confident with that prediction as I was maybe four or five weeks ago. Yeah, no, fair show. Um, next up then. We have Man United, my first game under under old Ralph, <coughs> and coming away with a one 0 win, um, a goal courtesy of Fred. Who, I mean, Fred has arguably been their best player for the last four or five weeks. Well, doesn't that say it all? <laughs> well, well, you said that, not me. I feel like I'm, I can, I can get picked on when I slag off Man United too much, but 
I think he's been, you know, he's been fairly good for for them the last yeah. couple of months anyway. No, he absolutely has. I think uh, there's got to come a time where you go, well, hang on a minute. Like maybe he's not. Maybe this is the real Fred rather than what we've been seeing. Well, this is true. T- taking some time to adapt, and we've said before, Common have been easy playing for Solskjaer because he had no tactics, and it seemed to largely involve him and Scott McTominay being overrun by everyone they played against. So, um, I don't know. I, I think. Players can look better in different systems, and at the moment he looks good. But I'm sure you'll, you'll, we'll see if he's any good or not over the, over the next few weeks. I, I, I think if if you've lost a game where Fred has scored with his right foot from outside the box, that manager should be sacked immediately. Good <laughs> 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 oh, party. What do, what do you make of Vieira? Because they play, you know, good football. Um, but they don't win very often. <laughs> they've, won, <laughs> they've won three and 15. Uh, I think you've got to be optimistic on him. Um, I think he's doing probably the best he can do, bearing in mind the squad he inherited. How, like, so, such a depleted squad. Kind of a, a squad that's now been thrown together. Um at least you can see a bit of a... a I, was feel, I felt like they've played quite well. As you say, they've not won many games, but they seem to be playing quite well. There seems to be a bit of a, an identity about them. I've seen Ross complaining that they were a bit negative midweek. Um, but I, I hadn't seen that in any of the games I had watched before. not saying they were, obviously, on the, the Wednesday. But, yeah, I've been, I've been impressed, and I think he's definitely... He's surprised me. He's impressed me more than... Surprised me. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't expect. I was expecting another um, Ronald Devore kind of mm. fiasco. If I'm, if I'm yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd, I'd, I think I'd, I would say that maybe the, the last few weeks. I mean, there's against us the other week, Leeds and now Man U. They they haven't played particularly well in either of those games. So I don't know if if that's a cause for concern. Or if it's just a little blip. Um, yeah, but like like you said. It, I think this, the squads that he sort of inherited and the change around that he's had to do and a, a complete change in, in footballing styles as well, it's it's something that's that's going to take time. Um, obviously, they've got they've had a lot of draws this season. They've they've I mean they've been unlucky not to have won you know a couple of those draws. I think um, Arsenal away. Um, if I remember right, they were two one up in like the ninety fifth or ninety sixth minutes, and and I'd played very very well that night. And I think they drew 2-2 with Leicester, but I basically battered them for 70-80 minutes. It's been a couple of games that they've been unlucky to have dropped points in. But I suppose that's just... Um, it's, it's getting the balance from changing from how Palace were for so many years under Roy Hodgson, which you know, maybe wasn't the most attractive, but it was, it was efficient and it was solidly based. And now the air is trying to be a bit more expansive. And I think it is, just, it is going to take time just to strike that right balance. Yeah, that, that pretty much, Simon. That's pretty much how I feel. It's just I, I think I'd, I'd I'd like to have this conversation in a year's time. Um, yeah, you know, a couple more windows in him. Um, change obviously he's had to kind of almost change the whole ethos of that club. Like Roy was there for such a long time, and it was just a case of get enough points in the board to stay up. You know, not <coughs> over reliant on on wealth. Um, I noticed like Vieira's kind of took him off a couple of times, which is quite nice to see when he's been having a bad game. Uh, yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I don't know. He's definitely. 
he's more than surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting much from him. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was going to be... Let's put it this way. The, the players we've grown up with, watching as players, um, haven't exactly made their mark as managers. <laughs> not many of them have got a, a great track record. Obviously, there's a few exceptions, but just in general, they, 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 some of them should have stuck to playing, <laughs> even at their age. But uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, can we? It was only a one-nil win, but can we see much on on Ralph's impact at all in the the week or so he's been there? Too early for me. Yeah, same. I mean, to be honest, I only really saw sort of very brief highlights, so um, I, I need to yeah see them few more times uh, over the next coming weeks to see if there's an immediate change. Oh, fair, fair. Right, on to Antonio Conte's Tottenham Hotspur, who are, yeah, slowly, slowly, um, kind of seen more of Conte's identity embarked in them. You know, the results have, have, got, have improved week by week in his time there. Um, the player who I think all along has been Spurs' best player is, is obviously in it's the star of the show once again and Son uh, yeah, how, this is probably Kane's best game which doesn't say much because I don't think he was great um, but at least he's looking a bit more more like the Kane from before um, and as I said pre-pod Harry Kane can't be shite forever Spurs uh, <laughs> definitely can can definitely do things Um I mean, how how are we feeling on this game in general, Simon? And and Conte's, you know, we can't be surprised on his like what he's brought to the team. We we all know what Conte brings, but <coughs> yeah, well, I, suppose, I mean, on the game in general, like, again, I've only sort of seen brief highlights, and I'd, I'd fully expect that Tottenham team to go and beat Norwich fairly comfortably, which is what happens. Um, I suppose in general with Spurs, Conte coming in, I I think it's. They, you know, they, since he's come in, they 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 have picked up. I, I think they had a, a poor resource in the Europa League the other week. I, I think I oh, may have completely made that up. Oh, they did. Yep. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They, they lost to like maybe some team of plumbers or something. Basically, Sandrino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, that wasn't great. But in in the Premier League, since he's come in, uh, they they they've definitely picked up. Um, so yeah, I mean they. There's some, I mean, there, there are some good players in that Tottenham team. The, you know, the, there's some players uh, who probably in that squad, like Eric Dyer, who probably don't belong in there if, if they've got ambitions to get themselves back into the top four, top five reckoning. But they have got some really good players there, so it, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that that they've picked up. But having said that, I think the wins was well, so they beat Norwich, they beat Leeds at home the other week. No, with respect, you'd expect Tottenham to beat those two teams at home. So I think there's bigger tests to come, but they've got a good manager there. They've got good players. So I, I you know, I, I would expect them to improve, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they've just beaten what Leeds, Brentford, and Norwich. Like, you know, well done. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> obviously a clever run of fixtures to put a new manager in for. <laughs> But uh, I think we'll see bigger tests ahead for certain. Yeah, it'll be interesting. When when do they face their first real task? 
Brighton, Leicester, Liverpool, 19th of December. I mean, Leicester, Brighton before that. Liverpool's obviously the, the true test. Um, actually got quite a nice run of fixtures, really, obviously, till, till January, where they've got an Arsenal, Arsenal and Tottenham back, to, and Chelsea back to back. Um, not City till February, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, they should really beat Brighton. They should beat Leicester, especially in the form Leicester's on. Uh, be interesting to see what they do in the transfer window because you suspect there's no way Conte would have gone there without some guarantees of a bit of money to spend. So that that that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I do feel the if they're going to do anything, I'll, I think Harry Kane has got a massive part to play in this. Because they can't have a lot of money. They they they, they just can't. Surely not with the stadium and everything. Mm. You'd think. <laughs> yeah, so that that's I'd uh, be 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 uh be interested to see what, what, what they do though with that. Yes. Anyway, enough of them. <coughs> As Dave says, the the beat the team should be. Um on to the battle of the two biggest dickhead managers in the league. Um, Aston Villa 2, Simon. Leicester 1. Mm, a really good win. Was that two a draw and two wins? Three um, wins. And three three wins and a defeat yeah, um, in the four games. And a defeat in dickhead's first four games. Um, must, be, must be full of fucking positives and rainbows and butterflies around Villa Parks now. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's better than it had been in the previous five games. Um, yeah, no, another really good win. I mean, these first four games, three wins and a defeat to City in, in a game where second half we were probably the better team and should have got a point from it. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's all, all happiness at the moment. I mean, okay, like being honest, looking at the game yesterday, first half, especially the first sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, we were poor. Um, we, Leicester, if, if, I, I, I'm guessing that James Madison and Harvey Barnes don't like each other because they just seemingly refused to pass the ball to each other on about two or three <laughs> occasions when they were like three on one or two on one against us and all it needed was just a simple roll across from one to the other and they, they could have, you know, gone two or three nil up before we sort of started getting into the game. He went one nil down, <clears throat> lovely finish from Harvey Barnes. To be fair, you know, he's a, uh, He's placed very nice into the far corner, and in, he caused Matty Cash real problems in that first half. It was it was quite worrying to be honest. But luckily, once we went one 0 down, we managed to pretty much straight away get back in it. And then again, I say Leicester, they, they had a few. But I'd say in the first half they didn't have many like clear cut chances, but they got themselves into great positions to have a chance, but just picked the wrong option which was obviously great for us. And then on the strike of half-time, we had the uh, the goal that got disallowed due to Kasper Schmeichel being the biggest little bitch currently playing in the Premier League this season. Um, well, Tyron Mings was starting this game. <coughs> Tyron Mings is a legend, you leave Tyron alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the goal, I mean, okay, you guys, have you've all seen it now. Now, the... The law was saying that a goalkeeper is in control of the ball if he has one hand on the ball and the ball is 
take uh, planted to the ground, which you know on first initial viewing you could say that is the case. However, that isn't the end of that law because it goes on to say except when the keeper has spilled the ball or made a save, which is exactly what fucking happens. Matt Cross had gone in, Matty Cash headed towards the goal, Schmeichel dives to save it, has parried the ball out, has barely got his fingertip on it as Jacob Ramsey comes to tap the ball into the net. There's there's no way that anyone can tell me that that goal should be disallowed because it's not even the case of the letter of the law he had the ball under control. The letter of the law states that that doesn't make any difference if it comes from the keeper spinning the ball or making the save. So... Try and argue against that. Or is there well, an argument against it? <laughs> well, well, Dave, you think it should have been disallowed, so I'll let you take over from here. Well, in, in, in real time, I assumed it would be a goal because I was still a Luddite and assumed that uh, they needed to have two hands on the ball for it to be, uh, you know, for it to be under control. But by the letter of the law, I think it's the right decision. And I think the fact that two refs have looked at it and given it as a and bear in mind it was overturned as well. You know, in real time, Michael Oliver didn't didn't uh, did disallow. But when they've actually slowed it down and looked at it and decided, yes, it's it's um, it's a foul. They want to call it to them. I, I, I think it's hard to argue with. If you, I don't know if you follow Dale Johnson on Twitter, who's like the VAR king. Um, he's explained why it should be disallowed, um, and I would encourage anyone who disagrees to go and read that thread. So where it says the keeper has one hand, you know, he's needs to be in control, except when the keeper has spilled or made a save. What part of that doesn't apply to what happened with that goal yesterday? That's what I don't understand. Why is that sentence even there then if if they're just going to completely dismiss it? I think it's something to do with that rule being in place because if he, let's say, caught the ball put it down he can't then pick it up again okay. so if you think of if you think of like when Sheargiven threw the ball down and was you know robbed by yeah. the end of one he couldn't pick the ball up again because he'd had it and he put it down in this case it was like he made a save okay well we'll have to agree to disagree <laughs> well I mean to be honest I, I, I think it's stupid anyway because to me it's a, rule that, it, it's a rule that Schmeichel's used to get out of conceding a goal from his own hash because he totally yeah. bollocked up because it was going widening anyway. Um, yeah. Totally made a mess of it. And what I hear about Casper Schmeichel is the same thing I hear about Joe Hart is that whenever any of these things happen, he knows every rule inside out and he's just, <laughs> as you say, like a whiny little bitch about it. Um, and I, I feel like he's got away with one by sort of like playing the rule off, which isn't really invented for that reason. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, had it been rugby union, he would have got a try for it, but it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, to be fair, so you know, the, the when the when the goal was disallowed, they they showed it then on the big screen, and um, as you can imagine, the the crowds and the players weren't happy. Which and that was right before half time, where in the first half he hadn't played well, and in a weird way, I suppose it, it kind of it wasn't a bad thing because it, it sort of riled the crowds up then for the second half and. Um, Villa were kicking towards the whole end where you know, the the fans the 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 main home fans sit and when Schmeichel came out towards the, that stands before kick off for the second half, the, you mean the the whole end was giving we were all giving him pelters I and mean, it just it 
it created an atmosphere that a hard, like kickoff on a Sunday, sometimes the atmosphere can be a bit flat, but it got the grounds, got the crowds going, mm. which helps the players because in the second half, I, I thought we we were we were excellent in the second half and <clears throat> we got got a goal from a set piece, Leicester's Achilles heel. I think that's ten set piece goals already this season. <laughs> they've they've conceded and but the, and the, once we got that goal though, we then had opportunities. We, no, we, we could have stuck three, four, five goals past them. Um, I thought we, I thought Ollie Watkins was unfortunate that Michael Oliver Dean's Johnny Evans throwing himself to the grounds to be a foul because I don't think that was a foul at all. <laughs> I think they were they were both grabbing each other. Evans jumped to the, the floor. Watkins went for him, pull it away. But um, you know, it doesn't matter. We ended up winning anyway, and we. So the, the second half we were really, really impressive. I've, I've got to say that, you know, it's, it's obviously still very early days, but there has been, I as Villa fans watching them week in, week out, you can see a, a, quite a big difference in, in the way we're playing already, even after just sort of four games. The midfield looks so much better. We're moving the ball around a lot nicer. We're sort of playing out from the back and getting it right more often than not. And I'd love to know what he's done to Marvellous Nakamba because the last four weeks, he, he's turned into like prime cancer. He's, he's, honestly, he's a different player. He looks a completely different player. And, he, and, and because he's now performing so well in that holding midfield role, he's allowing us to play Douglas Louise more as number eight, which I think suits him so much better. And it, it's freeing the gin up. He's looked better than he has done for a long time. So, it's uh, Emmy Buendia the last couple of weeks has started to improve as well. He's, he's started to get more into it. So, I mean, it's all good so far. Long may continue. Master did a good analysis on uh, what's there out of change. And he showed the fullbacks are so high up the field. I mean, obviously, Matty Cash had a few one-on-ones. Um, that's how high up he was, um, which is great. But it did also show that you know, if the possession turned over quickly, that's where Leicester's goal came from, but where several other chances came from. So I think even Gerard himself said one thing we need to improve on is you know not giving the ball away cheaply because if you do, when your fullbacks are you know on the corner flags, yeah, uh, that's where you've got at. But but you know, yeah, that's, that's how he wants to play, and I guess that's also why he's got <coughs> the camera in there as well as Louise as well because it should give him a little bit more protection. Yeah, I mean that 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 is where we have sort of conceded most of the chances in the last few weeks. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's risk and reward sort of type football, isn't it? You know, you, oh, yeah. you, you go, you're going to give up chance. Having said that, you know, we're going to give up chances. The, I think the last, the four games now since he's been in have been like we've given up the least amount of chances in in our like for our games that, that we had done for the past like fifteen, sixteen months or something like that. So you know, the second half Leicester, other than. The Harvey Barnes header, I think it was, that Martinez made an outstanding save for... I don't really remember Leicester actually having a, a chance in that second half. You know, we, we, we sort of... We, we can defend... We, we're defending the box a lot better. It's just it's when we're on the tap and lose the ball, that yeah. that's where the issues are, are coming. But, you know, it's, it's still very early days as well. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't continue too much. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, I just don't want to succeed whatsoever. But uh, there's definitely been a, a dramatic improvement. I mean, not that Dean Smith was a bad manager by any means, but 
Gerard just seems to have brought a higher intensity, as you said, Dave. I'd be interested to actually seeing that piece of the fullback sort of thing because my biggest complaint about Dean Smith um, was always the lack of the lack of changing tactics. It was always just the same way, regardless of personnel or or opponent. And then, as you say, Dave, about the the high end and giving giving the ball away sort of thing. If you do that to a team like Liverpool, who is it next week, Simon? We've got yourselves, isn't it? it yeah, yeah. Uh, you just can't afford to do that against like a Mane or a Salah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Gerard does if, if he's highlighting it himself. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I I truly hope we completely annihilate and embarrass him. Um, I just don't want. I don't even want to make a round of applause. Um, but. That's just my personal. You know it's bad when uh, Brendan Rodgers is my favourite manager in a game. <laughs> but it's 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 looking good for you, Simon. And as you say, it's it's a time to be like really optimistic. And again, I'll be another team. I'll be interested to see if anything gets done in in January. Yeah, well, the uh, the CEO Christian Perso did an interview on the bit of website the other week and was asked about that, and he was kind of saying that. You know, there may be one or two things uh, that might happen in January. And, and also, Gerard, I saw um, the interview that he did uh, with Carragher before the game yesterday and kind of talking that there's, it's not like he's gone into a squad that that these wholesale changes. I think there's, you know, obviously there's room for improvement, but it's not like he's, he's, not to, he's going in and thinking, God, oh, we need to change everything around here. So... I think we might do one or two bits of business, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anything major in January. I think any, any anything like that's going to happen. That that would be next summer. Can't wait till you read the SPL to take all Gerard's prodigies from Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we want a old good old Brendan. Um, I think we ha- we hinted at this before. It's um, we're using the all these wheels are falling off expression, but uh, yeah, the Leicester wheels are really kind of. Shaky there, Dave. Yeah, for whatever reason, it's just not not happened on the soon. Uh, what are the eleventh? Um, twenty. How many? Twenty-seven goals conceded. It's uh, you know, it's far too high. Uh, I know, obviously, Fafana has been a miss, but they spent big money on Vestergaard, who doesn't seem to get anywhere near the team. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be working, does it? And I, I wonder if. All the talk of Rogers having us, you know, been lined up for the Man City job and all this kind of thing. I wonder how much effect that even has. But um, I don't think they'll get rid of him anytime soon. But like I said earlier, all of a sudden if they go out the Europa League in the group stages and you know, lose to fodder like us, um, you just wonder how how much longer they'll be they'll be satisfied with being mid table. Yeah, I do wonder. I think um, Adam made a really is Adam or Ryan? I can't remember in the Thursday show. Made a really good point. Um, the point I kind of slated off Leicester for the last two seasons. These two are the two before. Whatever they were, you know when they were they spent so many weeks in the top four, and then obviously felt forward at the last minute. I, I do wonder mentally how much that's taken taken out of them. Um, the belief and 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 out of Rogers as well. Um, that's a, that's a massive mental statement. You know, a bit like what we're saying about Newcastle getting that first win, Dave. Um, not crossing that finish line, having spent so much time in the top four, 
um, twice as well. Twice, yeah. Yeah, two seasons back to back. I think. So what is it? Thirty, thirty-eight games, isn't it? So what's it? 60, 76 weeks. I think out of the seventy-six weeks of the season, is it not something like seventy-two weeks, seventy-three weeks? It was only like, you know, a couple yeah. of weeks that they oh, were in the top they were, four. They were there for a long time. They definitely were. Yeah. But, but uh, no, it uh, could be one of those one of those great nearly stories and. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he left this season, to be honest. I say I think he's got his eyes on bigger, bigger prizes. Whether he deserves them or not, I'm not really sure. But um, he, he won the FA Cup last year, so he's always going to have a legacy there. Yeah. Um, but I think getting them back in the Champions League would have been the, the bigger prize in many ways. Uh, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, well, we know my thoughts on Ezekiel anyway in general, but I think I'm. <laughs> I am surprised, in a way, that Man United didn't go for him. I really am. Um, I thought he would have been definitely not ideal, but kind of the man they needed for that sort of project. Um, I think the fact that he'd been at Liverpool was meant that it was a non-starter. Yep, quite, quite possibly could be spot on, Dave, on that. Um, but I, but I, I don't know. I just I feel he had a... I always talk about him having such a big ego. Uh, but I think for once this spirit it might have actually came in came in handy. Um because we know that Man United dressing room is just full of egos. But I I think he'd be the sort of player who would not care about telling even a Ronaldo or anybody you know, you're my player, just kinda simmer yourself down. But um it'll be interesting. Uh and that brings us to the weekend's games. I mean, none of us really watched the game tonight, but obviously that's a massive three points for for Rafa at Arsenal, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been told about having been a club in crisis all week. They've won the ninth, have gone twelfth. They're now one point behind Leicester, who are eleventh. So <laughs> things things can change very quickly, can they? But it's a, it's a funny old game, this game. Is. Well, it certainly is. But anyone who's saying that you know Rafa's <laughs> lost it, lost the dressing room or anything like that. Um, if you watch that game tonight, you saw he had eleven. You know, let's say nine really average players plus a couple of really good ones who gave absolutely everything from tonight and obviously got the result in the end. Um, he needed a result, he really did. But um, I think it was it was a good move by the board this week to come out and say, you know, he's he's our man, he's staying. Um, and they got rid of the director of football instead, which, let's be honest, he's made some appalling decisions <laughs> over, the, over the past few years. <laughs> That might have been the easiest payday that man has ever had. Let's <laughs> we can on the biggest bunch of average players we could possibly find and yet still be in a job at the end of it. Absolutely. Are, uh, are Newcastle still looking for a director of football? <laughs> we are, and I've got no doubt his number has been passed along. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing um, what you just mentioning where that, that one result has, t- has taken Everton into the table. Like, just sort of looking at it now, it is incredibly tight, isn't it? I mean, obviously, the top three, you know, we, we, as we all know, are, they are in a league of their own, City, Liverpool and Chelsea, and you, you've got that sort of cluster of clubs between fourth and seventh that you'd expect to be there around the end of the season. But from sort of eighth down, just like any of those teams, well, may, maybe not, from the bottom three, maybe if you look at like eighth to fourteenth, fifteenth, like it wouldn't surprise you if any of those teams finished in any of those positions. Uh, no, no, I, I agree. It's uh, it's fairly mad, isn't it? How uh, 
how it's all concertinaed up at the bottom there in particular. I, just, I, would say I wish we were maybe three points further up the road, but um, there's really not an awful lot between. You know, I think I think Villa are better than tenth from what we've seen over the last few weeks. I think they will overtake Brighton obviously before long. And then I think though, and obviously probably Leicester will go into tenth at some stage. Evan eleventh, and then everyone else like Brighton plus the others. <laughs> it's it's kind of quite, quite sure. it's it's sort of become a bit like how uh, a few years ago and maybe even still now when you, you say like the championship you, you know win two games in a row in the championship and you can jump seven or eight places like it's almost getting a bit like that in a way that you know one resource can just jump you up four or five spots in the league. Yeah. I don't ever really remember it being like this, like, at this stage in the season. Obviously, the first couple of weeks, that can happen. But, you know, we're 15 games in now, and it's, uh, it makes it exciting anyway. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the, we, we all, you could probably always do that at the start of the season. You can always pretty much separate the Premier League into, like, five groups as such. Um it just seems to be getting less groups and just bigger, bigger. Yeah. You know, the, for for a while, you know, the top four was pretty much always guaranteed. Um, obviously, you're now getting one or two sneaking in, but there's always that group that you believe. You know, there's there's almost like an, a six to eight team at the top. Obviously, with the top three this season being so far ahead, but you know that that eight, you, you, you might get one surprise in there, but it tends to be the the, the usual lot, and then. You, you wouldn't, you would never put it past any of the rest, you know, having a bad run of games and going down, you know, <laughs> the likes of Everton this season. Um, obviously you got, you got, so if you go even look at Everton, Watford, Newcastle, Leeds, you know, if you can get the teams, Crystal Palace, like any of them going down isn't like this big bad shock, you know, it, it wouldn't be like a, this catastrophic surprise of like, a, a, even a team like Everton got relegated. I think I think Everton would surprise me. Um, really? Yeah, well, just because they've never been relegated, have they? Like they've been. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, don't they like the longest run? Manager directors bought players for five. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. In terms of playing staff, maybe less surprising. Yeah. But, um, in terms of you know club and club history and that kind of thing, I, I wouldn't. I don't think they'll go down. I mean, I still don't think they'll go down to be honest. But oh no, uh, I, I don't think they will. But again, if, if they were to go down, I, I wouldn't be like this. You know, to me, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the last team that went down that was like, oh, you're a bugger, how did they manage? Probably, going, going back to that West Ham team, they had, like, the yeah. and Cole, Carrick in it and all them. Yeah. yeah, possibly, but I don't know, it's just, I think because there's so much money in the Premier League now, it needs to be spent wisely and, and Everton are, I think we discussed it last week Everton are prime examples how not to spend money like <laughs> how, how, how to ruin a business overnight is um, higher than <laughs> um, well chaps yeah I think that brings us to the end of the the fixtures um, we sure can make an appearance back next week where me and Simon won't be speaking to each other well, one of, one of us won't be speaking to the other one. Um, Dave will have another three points in the bag, and he will be the, the positive one on the show. Well, we'll see. I hope that's have a voice by then. At the moment, it's touch and go. Like so. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that bug that's going around everywhere. I think um, I think it's it's 
it's everywhere. How was um, how was your area hit with the storm, Dave, on Friday? It was yeah. like, uh, uh, it was, uh, my, my house personally was fine, but there was a lot of uh, houses that were not fine. A lot yeah. of fences blown down, a lot of that kind of thing. There's going to be another one tomorrow, not over yeah. here, it's like on the west coast this time though, so look out Wales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, enough weather talk, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> weather, weather, weatherman on the post. <laughs> We, we cover it all here. We cover it all. Um, well, that brings us to the football chaps. Any anything else you want to bring up? Simon's obviously got a hatred for referees this week. Dave's got his first three points. Um, any 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 other touching points? Not that I can think of. No, I'm just enjoying not losing for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, Simon, I'll hand it over to you then to let them know where they can find you and anything you are working on. Uh, yeah, so on Twitter, it's at Sio Regan, and the Vida fans, the Holtcast podcast, and the website, 7500toholtz.com. And, and Mr. Husky Voice over there. Uh, thanks. Uh, uh, Twitter's <laughs> at CM9798, and the website is cm9798.co.uk, and there's uh, the CM9798 advent calendar is up and running, so every day you can go and guess your football. Um, you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms if you're listening on Apple please give us a 5 star rating review if you're listening on Spotify just listen to us as much as much as you can so this time next year we'll be in your wrap it up make us popular um, <laughs> again at the end of the show um, Apollo Junction light up the sky will be on full song give them a listen Yeah, give them your support and let them know that, that we've sent you there as well um, thanks to the guys for producing the music and, and supporting us as well um, Chris and the gang will be back next Thursday with the review of is the European games this week? Yes. Yeah, so they'll cover all the European games um, and preview the games that we will review next weekend. Ross hopefully has will have a new show out. So Ross has brought out a new podcast called Football Hell, I believe he's called, where he's having guests come on and talk about their least favourite players for their club. Um, it's an Arsenal fan on his very first episode and then he'll have I'm sure all of us have a, a fun 11 that we can all discuss with him so at some point you will you will hear the our three dulcet tones on with Ross um, discussing our least favourite players from our club so make sure you check them out um, and again if you want to make an appearance send Ross a message send man the post a message and I'm sure he will get you on so anyway gentlemen thank you very much as always for joining me thank you thank you Thank you at home for listening, and always remember, keep your man in the post. <laughs>